0: All right, Joe, we are back on the podcast where we are training men in spiritual fitness. And we are talking now in this season of the podcast about seven marks of godly character, seven virtues of godly character. And um, this week, as I was thinking about what we'd be um, talking about on the podcast, I was actually heard a story, uh, a story that I've heard honestly a thousand times. Joe, it's a story that you've probably heard a thousand times. Um, The basics of the story are... This, that's two guys sitting next to each other on a train. One guy is obviously a little older, a little wiser than the other, uh, but it really focuses on the, the the younger guy. There's this younger guy who's he's tired, exhausted. He's obviously facing difficulty in life, some sort of difficult circumstance, difficult decision that he has to make, and he doesn't know what to do. He's kind of in a place in life where he's just headed nowhere. And so he eventually turns to this other guy on the train, and he's looking for advice. What do I do? I'm exhausted. I'm facing a difficult situation. I, I feel like I'm headed nowhere. And the older guy, he tells them words that, that every man that grew up in the 90s knows. He says, son, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. You know this, right, Joe? Hey, Rogers, know man. To run. That's it. That's it. It's a, it's a great Kenny Rogers song, right? It's a great story that, that we probably, if you I don't know if this translates to guys in Scotland, but uh but at least for guys here in America, you know this song well. <laughs> but but no, I, I thought about that because I think that there are a lot of Christian men who can identify with that younger guy on the train. They're guys that feel like they are on a train bound for nowhere, they feel tired exhausted they they face difficult situations every day and if I could sum up what a lot of guys how a lot of guys respond to this situation they just say you know what I quit they wake up and they just say you know what I'm just going to quit whatever's headed my way so I want to put you now Joe in the position of that other guy on the train there's this guy bound for it seems like he's bound for nowhere facing difficulties and he turns to you for advice what do you tell that guy
1: well,, uh, I think I think we all as men need to be honest. I think we we talk about hating um quitting, not not wanting to be a quitter. The mm-hmm. fact is that we all quit a lot of good things in our life. Mm-hmm. and uh, we all have a lot of regrets that we haven't kept up things that maybe we intended to do in the past. And so, uh, I think what we need to think about as men is uh, the willingness to persist and effort with good intentions over time. Mm-hmm. when we have good priorities. And uh, when it comes to what is that thing that when things get difficult, pushes us forward. Now we're talking about diligence. (laughs) And uh, a lot of guys need to hear that to be diligent in the activities, the disciplines, the relationships that uh, promote the kind of life that we want to live. We've got to be committed to that diligence. And so this is a, a virtue that all of us need to be willing to grow in.
0: Yeah, so the virtue we want to point, guys, toward today is just exactly that, diligence. Guys, You need, in the moments of life, and there's a lot of them, when you feel like throwing in the towel, the virtue you need is diligence to carry you forward. So I guess the best way to, to start talking about this, that I think at least, is I want to throw you a, some of the things that guys do say. Uh, and then you maybe give some definition to dil- diligence for these guys in this situation. A lot of them are exactly what this guy on the, the train said, but here's, here's one thing guys are saying a lot in their daily life. They, they wake up and they say, you know what? It's too hard. What, whatever it is that they're facing, they, it's too hard. So what would you say to that guy?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, if we're going to define diligence, one way of defining it is you know persistent effort in spite of difficulty. And uh a lot of what we're called to as Christian men is extraordinarily difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, putting to death something like pride or ego, that, you know, tendency to exalt ourself, our own desires and wants above the good of other people. I mean, this is something that it's not outside of us. It's evil that's inside of us. So um, that's not the only example of difficulty. But if you just take that whole aspect of fighting against sin, which is such a key thing that we're trying to do in terms of training with cross-training, guys have to realize it's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need diligence, persistent effort in spite of difficulty.
0: That's good. Yeah. I had a conversation earlier this week with a a buddy, and um, we were commiserating on the difficulties of raising teenagers. And uh, and just, you know, how we have to kind of preach even diligence to teenagers because teenagers, they wake up and and they think the hurdle in front of them is so big. And part of being a parent is trying to convince you the hurdle in front of you isn't that big. Like teenagers wake up and the hurdle in front of them is math. And and they're like, this is really big. And I'm like, I woke up and the hurdle in front of me was mortgage payment. Like (laughs) I'll I'll trade you hurdles, you know. (laughs) But uh, but uh, this is one of those things as as growing and maturing men, it's like coming to realize, man, if I just quit everything, if I just if my default is to just quit everything that is difficult, how are you going to survive marriage? How are you going to survive career? How are you going to actually push through, like you talked about, the bigger, deeper things of fighting sin? So quitting when it's difficult and not just showing up isn't the option there. But yeah, I like how you said persistent effort despite difficulty. All right, here's another one that I hear from guys. I'm just too tired. Yeah, got a lot going mm. on. I am too tired. What does diligence have to say to that guy? Yeah.
1: Again, diligence is is what, you know, tells us that we need to have persistent effort in spite of tiredness. Mm. And, you know, part of the challenge of, of being a maturing man is responsibility is constantly, uh, you know, it's always increasing. And, mm. you know, that water, right when you think it's, you know, as high as it can get, you know, it just gets a little bit higher and your, your mouth's just barely, you know, able to be above it and breathing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's going to be mornings we're going to be tired, but in spite of the tiredness, to be diligent to get up, to mm-hmm. start our day protecting our family by praying for them, um, you know, getting our heart right so we have the wisdom for the day by spending time in God's word. We're gonna be tired. And mm-hmm. diligence is often in spite of tiredness. Continuing to put forth effort in things that we know are fundamental significance.
0: Yeah, I know a, a lot of guys wake up and they feel exhausted. However, I know they haven't exhausted every opportunity for the you know to do what they need to do. That's yeah. that, that's the difference. There. Like I know we feel exhausted, but have we really exhausted every opportunity to grow and to change and to push through? And that's 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 diligence, exhausting every opportunity, persisting no matter what, mm-hmm. even when you're tired. All right, here's another one. I just don't care. Like, ah, ah, I don't care. I just don't care. So what, what does diligence say to that guy?
1: Yeah. Uh, so again, to go back to what it is, I mean, diligence, persistent effort in spite of, and I'm just going to say in spite of boredom or in spite mm. of apathy. And one of the things that's important as Christians is to realize that that typically when we think of being just unmotivated, we think of that as being the absence of any kind of passion, any kind of motivation within our heart. But Christian wisdom tells us otherwise. that There's something called sloth. And uh, that sloth is actually a sinful passion. And these times when we're unmotivated to do things that are really, really important, it's not because there's no motivation. It's actually because there's the wrong kind of passion that's in our heart. And uh, somebody who's got a great definition of that attitude or that passion of sloth is, is Dorothy Sayers. And I'll just read her definition of sloth. She says, sloth is the sin that believes in nothing cares for nothing, enjoys nothing, loves nothing, hates nothing, finds purpose in nothing, lives for nothing, and remains alive only because there is nothing it would die for. Again, that's not the absence of anything. It's actually this sinister sloth that's come into the heart that's made us not care about things that ought to be motivating to us. And what do you do in those moments where you have sloth in your heart? Well, you don't just give up. Persistent effort in spite of sloth. That's what diligence calls us to.
0: That's excellent. So if we could define diligence, then we'd say persistent effort, in spite of things like difficulty, tiredness, boredom. Yeah. Requiring that that persistent effort over time is the key. And that's if you want to conquer sloth and overcome sloth, like you're saying, diligence is is it. Diligence is the key. And yeah. I think that's one of the things big picture we want guys to see through this season of the podcast is we know that there are sins that guys need to fight. Uh, things like sloth that is deeply seated, but you also need a virtue to pursue, you know, right. that the, the diligence is the, that virtue that is going to overtake sloth. So we kind of talked a little bit about the things that guys are saying that uh, maybe are that negative, like, okay, I'm too tired. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm bored or, you know, whatever. Let's take the other end. I think there are some things that guys really want guys that are really deeply, they want, but they don't quite know how to get there. And I think diligence may can unlock the key to get there. So here's here's I got three more things that uh, I that I hear guys saying that I think diligence can help with. The first is this: I want abundance. I think guys really do. They want abundance in their lives. So how does diligence help in that?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, the proverbs uh, they, they talks a lot about this virtue of diligence. Um, yeah, you know, it tells the slugger to look to the ants that model the kind of diligent uh, storing up for later, but. It also says things like this, Proverbs 10.4, a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Or uh, Proverbs one five, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance. Hmm. And this is just basic wisdom. I mean, we're not even at this point talking about spiritual goods versus just kind of worldly goods. Just the general truth is you look out into the world and most of the people who have abundance, whether it's abundance of wealth, uh, whether it's abundance of wisdom that they've stored up through their life, abundance of knowledge or expertise or experience. it's the people who have diligently pursued uh, particular goals or particular ends through life that end up with an abundance of whatever they're after. Mm. And I think this is often true uh, you know even if we put it in like the context of ministry, the people that we look at that achieve so much, it's not because they're some kind of genius, it's typically just because they were really diligent. And uh, I think one of my favorite examples of that is, is William Carey, who, uh, this remarkable kind of father of modern missions. I mean, he's involved with translating the Bible into like almost 30 different languages. And at one point he's asked kind of what his genius is. And uh, his answer is, my genius is plotting. All I can do is plot away. And it was simply day after day, he took little small steps, but he had a definite direction. And the end result of a lifetime is he had achieved remarkable things. And so when guys are saying, I want abundance, I mean, I'd love for them to think about what they want abundance of, yeah. but they need to know that, I mean, it, the the road to abundance is diligent pursuit in spite of difficulty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like you said, that small steps over a long period of time. That's the, that's the key uh, the, that we see. I mean, in anybody that you look at that's successful, it's generally not one big breakthrough, but it is these small steps over a long time persistence being the the key there and then not yeah. giving up d- despite the, the difficulty there. Um, and I think that there is a way that diligence is immediately attractive to to every man. Like, or, you know, there, there's this sense that uh, even Christian or non-Christian, the idea of diligence is attractive, right? right. Um, the idea of being able to be that kind of guy, to have that as an, a kind of an identity and a virtue that you have. Um, but I think this gets even more important when we start talking about, okay, what does this look like spiritually? Because it's one thing for every guy, including Christians, to say, I want abundance. And, okay, diligence right. is a pathway there. And even the Bible says that. You said that you, you know looking at Proverbs. Um, but what about guys that are saying, here's another thing guys are saying, I want intimacy with God. And I think that's one thing that guys are saying. I desire intimacy with God. Can diligence get me there?
1: Yeah, I think the danger uh, when God feels absent is to think, well, there's nothing I can do. Because in one sense, there is nothing. I mean, you know, we can't, we're not some sort of pagan that, you know, like the prophets of Baal that cut ourselves and, you know, stir up God in heaven. There is this sense where his approach is his initiative. However, the scriptures, they challenge our apathy. And I think one of the places to see this um, If you go to Song of Solomon, not a book that guys probably spend much time in, um, there's this moment, you've got this whole kind of relationship between the the lover and the beloved. And the beloved, you know, there's this sort of this uh, bride type figure, Uh, she's in her home and she hears the groom, she hears her uh, lover knocking at the door and she delays. And what she then does is she gets up and she opens the door and when she gets there he's not outside any longer. And what's interesting is what she does next. She could just, you know, throw up her hands in the air and, and be really sad and mourn and go back to sleep, but she doesn't. She goes out into the streets and she looks for her lover. She goes and she asks the night watchman. Mm. And uh, what Christian teachers have taught throughout the centuries has been that that image is a picture of what we should do when God feels absent or when we find our heart with slothfulness, when we find our sense, you know that that spirit of apathy within us, the wrong thing in those moments is to give up and just throw in the towel and say, you know what? I'm not going to go to church this week. I'm not going to wake up and read my Bible. The right thing is to go and chase after God and yeah. to look for him in all the places that we've met with him before, yeah. recognizing he's got to show up, but he tends to show up in those places he's told us to uh, meet him at. And uh, this is the ex- exact advice. There's a great, uh, he's, a, he's an old Christian teacher, Bernard of Clairvaux, but he says, When you feel weighed down by apathy, lukewarmness, and fatigue, do not yield to cowardice and cease to study spiritual truth, but look for the hand of the one who can help you, begging like the bride to be drawn until finally under the influence of grace you feel Again, the vigorous pulse of love. And so, again, what he's saying is that don't, don't, don't give up, but plead with God, go look for Him and wait for that place, that time that He pours Himself back out and uh, reveals His love to us.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that persistent effort. I love the image there that you created of, of chasing after God. I, when you feel like you're not into God, the, it's not quit, not sit and cower. Run after, run and chase after. I think guys, man, we we get it in our other relationships with yeah. other people, especially you talk about marriage and stuff. If yeah. you tell your wife, hey, hey, I'd like to be more intimate more often, you know, those those kind. Of, she, well, okay, you know, persistent effort over time right. in a relationship is what it's going to take, right? You can't just yeah. have a twenty-year marriage of, and give up at year five and expect fifteen right. years later. Oh, well, we're going to be intimate and have a great relationship. That. Doesn't happen. The people that have long, healthy, wonderful, intimate marriages—it's persistent effort over time. And the same is true with our relationship with God. We can't. Okay, I'm I'm a Christian, and that's it. I kind of give up five years in persistent effort over time. That diligence is leads to the intimacy with God. Um, All right. Here's here's the the last one. I'd say guys are looking for guys want. I want maturity. Guys do. They're looking for guys want to be that other guy on the train, you know, in the in the song, the game. They want to be that older guy that's able to give the wisdom to other people. They want to be mature and just they want to know when to hold them and when to fall. They just want to know, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, what do you, what does diligence say to the guy that just wants to know, wants to be mature?
1: Yeah, the, the, the wrong mentality is uh, I think a lot of guys, it's like when you're a teenage boy and you're waiting to hit your growth spurt. And I mean, what can you do? You know, you just go to sleep, you eat, and then one day, you know, you wake up and you're a couple inches taller. And it's like, okay, well, if I'm going to be a mature man, I sure hope God gives me this growth spurt and I just wake up one day and I'm a head taller than I used to be. And that's just not the message of the New Testament. And, uh, you know, we could look at any number of passages. I'm just going to pick one from Second Peter chapter 1, um, verse 5. But what he says is, for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness with love. Now, notice he says make every effort, you know, that in a sense that one of these things would uh, mature into the other and that they like links of the chain would be added to each other. But his expectation is that none of this is just going to happen by itself. And in the same letter, we hear Peter saying later in chapter 3, verse 14, be diligent to be found in Christ without spot, without blemish. So again, that idea that if we want to be holy and pure, it's not just going to happen passively, but it's something we have to diligently pursue. And that's just the, the message throughout the New Testament that um, whether it's Paul telling Timothy, you know, be diligent to present yourself um, to God as one approved, Um Or, uh, you know, whether it's Hebrews talking about, you know, be diligent to enter into the rest that God holds before us, that call is that there's something that we've got to do on our part, that if we're persistent in spite of difficulty over time, what happens is all of a sudden we start to see some of this fruit um, begin to reveal itself in us.
0: Yeah, it's not going to happen just overnight. You're not going to just wake up. And all of a sudden, oh, I'm mature. <laughs> yeah. This is a persistent effort over time. I like the visual you gave there. And this is look. I think that again, this is something guys want, guys need, guys. You know that you're you're out there listening. You're saying, you know, yes, I want to be mature. I want intimacy with God. I want abundance in my life. And what we'd want to point you to today is, you need diligence. You need to pursue diligence. You need persistent effort and i think that's the key here for guys who want to grow spiritually you know this is a podcast aimed at christian men a lot of christian men who are stuck and who are who have hit a low ceiling of growth and to those guys i'd say persistent effort despite difficulty despite tiredness despite boredom and all, all of those things what we all need is that persistent effort and this is one of the virtues that we've just got to grow in this is one of the virtues we've got to you know continue to pursue as we kill sloth we've got to pursue this virtue of diligence. So I, I think uh, uh, maybe a good place to land and to point guys towards this week, if, if that's you, and you're kind of wanting to take that next step of pursuing diligence. I like the verse there that you mentioned, what was it? Second Peter one, yeah. five to seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think just telling guys, guys, why don't you just meditate on that this week? I think meditate yeah. just as I heard you read that. I think that would be a great practice To to just make an exercise of meditating on that, those set of verses, 2 Peter 1, 5 to 7. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, Man, take time to meditate on that this week. See what it does to you. See if it lights you up and and gets you to the place where, okay, persistent effort over time. That's what I need to grow in intimacy with God, to grow into maturity. Uh, So y'all try that out, and then y'all come back next week, and we're going to continue talking about the virtues of godly character.